Hey, this is Collins Keith, podcast host for the Auburn Plainsman, and welcome back to Sweet 1111. We've got a super interesting episode to kick us off for this semester. Auburn is one of the fastest growing cities in Alabama, attracting new residents with its high quality school system, growing manufacturing sector, and retirement culture, to name a few. But there's another city just a short drive away that's growing and attracting businesses and residents on its own merits. For this week's episode, we'll be taking a dive into the recent history of Opelika, looking to understand the steps that the city as a whole has taken, and how the atmosphere and environment of Opelika has changed in the past 30 years. Opelika's story will be broken up into two parts. First, we'll hear from Richard Patton, a city leader and a pioneer for reimagining Opelika these past 30 years. And second, we'll hear from David Basilia, owner and creator of Sidetrack Coffee, who opened his doors to the public in 2016. Stay with us. The Korea Center King Sejong Institute in the Auburn University Office of International Programs is offering four Korean language courses this fall, from September 13th to December 7th. Each course is $120 and taught on Zoom by a native Korean-speaking instructor. All courses are open to everyone, and the Level 1 course requires no previous Korean-speaking experience. To learn more and register, email a-U-K-S-I at auburn.edu. That is A-U-K-S-I at auburn.edu. Opelika hasn't always been the city that it is today. For many past graduates of Auburn, Opelika was considered the dark side of the tracks. But looking at it today, that description could not be farther from the truth. How did the city take such great strides to reshaping its identity in a comparatively short amount of time? It started small, and it comes in waves, according to Richard. There's an ebb and flow to any kind of town, mm-hmm. and I don't want to take credit that this town is from what I did, but um, I had my small little part. But there were people, Opelika has kind of a deep history of, of kind of wild and rough and tumble, but so it's kind of ebbed and flowed in and out of this cool place. So there have been people who have done stuff way before me and people doing stuff now, but that's just what I was doing at the time. Okay. Richard, originally from Mobile, moved to Opelika with his family when he was six years old. After finishing college, he went to work in Birmingham in corporate health insurance. While he made great money, he was miserable, he said, and moved back to Opelika in the late 90s to restore an old house in town, now called the Heritage House. It was one of the first buildings of its kind in town, he said, and may have been even a little preemptive. I came back and restored that house and opened a bed and breakfast. It's the first thing I did when I came back, and that's what got me back to town. I was kind of too soon with a lot of the things I did. Um, it was, uh, I opened the first coffee shop in Opelika in the back of their house, but that was before the culture was here. So my clientele was a bunch of old ladies. You know, it was, uh, it was a flop. It was, it was just too soon. But um, that was why I came back, ran the hotel for about nine years. And during that time, my intent when I came back was I didn't know if I was going to be here for a long period of time. But when I got here, I started going, seeing some of the, remembering some of the great things, why Opelika is such a great little town, and, and it does help that you're next door to the university. While his initial idea may not have been as successful as he'd hoped, his time spent in Opelika working on this project helped Richard realize that Opelika was where he wanted to stay and commit his time to. He started a neighborhood social club soon after in 98, where he and 15 other guys from around town would host parties and enter into business ventures together, like restoring local buildings. It was a good thing at the time, 
but 15 guys owning property together was not a good idea, Richard said. At the time, there was nothing for any adult to do that was out of college or older. So one of the things Richard did next was buy out a building right across from the railroad tracks and start a bar called 8th and Rail, which is still there today. It's a lot different than when I had it, but I opened 8th and Rail and uh, started bringing in national acts and to, there was nothing else down there. Literally, you could, we'd have this packed bar and you know nothing else was open. But that started bringing, um, we wanted to do stuff that would bring, it was attractive to adults, but also attractive to kind of the older college student and the graduate students. Um, and that was kind of the next thing we did was kind of getting into the nightlife side, doing something that an adult could do mm-hmm. over here. And then from there, we started um, the next logical step was anything artistic. Richard, sometimes with the help of his friends, would take old buildings, restore them, host art shows, anything they could do that would bring in creatives they did. Whether that be something they started directly or something that they supported, he said. This renovation and revamping of Opelika began to catch a momentum with students at Auburn, who began to come to the city to intern, work, or visit the art shows and concerts. Uh, the things we did are not attractive to every student, but you know you want to first attract the, for lack of a better word, the weirdos, the people that are, um, you know, don't care what you think of them. They've got a creative uh, thing about them which we all do in some capacity, but they've got something to give to um, the community that is unique, um, like the perfect night out over here. Uh, and when I used to go out at night, you'd walk out and you knew everybody. That's not the good night. You want to walk out at night and know very few. Um, and that's real. And you also want to see a age demographic of 20 to 80. Mm-hmm. You want to see uh, a population demographic of different people in the which is where we are now. You don't want just college students. You don't want just, uh, you know, middle age. You want everything in between. And that makes a fun night. That makes a fun event. Um, so, yeah. To clarify, Richard refers to himself as weird, and it has nothing but a positive connotation for him and is only intended as praise, he said. As momentum continued to increase, Richard moved on to different projects, selling Ethan Rail in 2012, and in 2013, he started a company called Cottonseed Studios. And my partner in that, she's an Academy Award-winning um, director, and she just happened to, just from Opelika, but she and her husband just happened to be here. She was having a baby. Um, and they were here for, to have the child, and then she moved back to LA. Um, and while she was here, I was like, what do you have to go back to LA to do what you do? And she goes, well, no. And she said, I prefer not be in LA. It's just not my, my scene. And the movie business was changing. Um, the film world is all about budgets and Alabama actually has a very good, um, film incentive where if, if you film here and you follow certain rules, they will write you back a check 30% of your film budget, which is big in the film world. So I said, well, that's, on the company, I'll do the music side, the film side, let's do it here, um, and let's see what we can do. And the first thing we did is we, we got a bunch of um, students, and we went out, to, got a huge bus, and we took a bunch of us out to South by Southwest, and we partnered with a bunch of record labels and 
uh, George Theater in Athens and some other groups and Standard Lux here. And we all went out there and hosted a bunch of big parties and bands out in South by Southwest and just threw ourselves out there. And that was kind of another kickoff. And that made, um, that also made a bunch of the students connect to the area. One of the biggest struggles that Richard faced in his efforts to change Opelika was the exodus of creative talent to larger cities. Even though Opelika is comparatively small, it should be able to attract and host shows and talent that any city could, Richard said. And holding on to that creative population and attracting students from Auburn is something that he and the city have made conscious efforts to do. New York and L.A. don't need us all. You know, that's a, a, your aspiration is to go to a big city and do some cool things here. Great. But, you know, they don't need what you're going to bring to the table. We need more of that here and other towns across the country need more people doing some cool things and, and giving to those communities, unlike... Um, some of these bigger cities that don't really, they've got everything, you know, and so, but our goal was um, we should be able to have any program in the arts here, any band touring, any film premiere, we should be able to have everything that they have in any major city, we should be able to have that here, um, especially being next to a major college university. Um, but that was kind of our next step with that company and really hosting even bigger things and also um, kind of preaching to those students. Every year, Auburn has a bunch of students that graduate and if we could keep three to five of them here, don't even many, that would do something, open something, do something cool here, that could really kind of change the landscape. The next step after attracting the arts, Richard said, is attracting small businesses going after hospitality-driven businesses that create a community feel while providing artisan goods and products. Sidetrack Coffee, where we met to talk, was opened by David Bazilia in 2016, and according to Richard, is huge in terms of creating that sense of community. Richard again renovated and developed some of the old cotton warehouses near the city center, where Red Clay Brewery, Resting Pulse Brewery, 10,000 Hertz, and Griff Goods are all located. And then the next thing was kind of going after businesses like that that were hospitality-driven, um, that were kind of nightlife-driven. So that was kind of the next kind of phase. And the first thing we got over there was General Distillery. So having a major distillery, um, putting down roots here was kind of the next step. Um, and then bringing in other people that were entrepreneurs, you know, then that attracts more entrepreneurs doing some things. That was kind of where it kind of snowballed from there. What's the next step? Is that we know? Uh, we need um, more um, kind of residential tied into downtown. These are just my opinions. Yeah. Um, where you have a lot of walkable people that are um, here to you know walk down to sidetrack, walk down to the restaurants, whatever. Um, I still think we're we haven't reached our capacity in the hospitality world. Um, there's a, there's some more food things that could happen. I think we need more Zillias doing some stuff. Um, we need, we're still not, um, we still need some, uh, an influx of, of, of kind of people putting down some roots here, um, doing some things. So even though we come to here, where I think we should be is way higher. Um, I think Oplex is a very cool town, but I still think there's more that could happen. Hi, this is Evan Melans, Editor-in-Chief of the Auburn Plainsman. Here's what's happened since you've been gone. City Council Member Stephen Dixon sued a dozen city staff 
including his fellow council members, in June after the council passed a law placing more restrictions on short-term housing rentals such as Airbnb. Auburn now requires residents have a business license to rent out their properties. Dixon has rented out the basement of his home since 2018, but could not obtain a business license after the restrictions were placed due to the location of his home. The lawsuit, which is still ongoing, questions the legality of the restrictions and seeks to overturn them. On June 11th, Auburn University President Jay Googe announced that he is seeking retirement. Googe was appointed the 20th president of the university last year after serving in an interim role in 2019. He had previously been the 18th president of the university from 2007 to 2017. After the NCAA Board of Governors approved a name, image, and likeness policy on June 30th, Auburn student-athletes became eligible for compensation through company sponsorships. Auburn quarterback Bo Nix has since been sponsored by Milo Sweet Tea and Bojangles. Now, back to the show. So now that we've gotten a little bit of the background on how Opelika has changed these past 30 years, we can take a look at a more recent example of its changing culture, Sidetrack Coffee, and its owner, David Basilia. The middle of seven brothers and sisters, David was born in 96 and grew up in Opelika. When he graduated from high school in 2014, he bounced around for two years doing odd jobs, a semester of schooling here and there, and traveling out in the country. And then I worked kind of various jobs while I was doing that. I worked for a lumber company and a coffee shop at the same time. Um, So I was really doing, like, I felt like I was doing, like, a billion different things and was kind of into the like the college life, you know, mm-hmm. and I had no, I, I, I think I can vividly, uh, r- remember my thoughts. Uh, then I was kind of everything interested in me, really everything, uh, which was, um, can be a great thing. But to me, it was so, uh, I was so sporadic and really, I didn't get very far with each, um, each interest. It felt like I was a jack of all trades, you know, is kind of what it felt like. In the middle of all that bouncing around, David happened to work at a place called Salude, a cafe and restaurant in Opelika that was the center of community for the town. And it's there that his future plans began to take shape. Leading up to Sidetrack, I worked at a place called Salude in Opelika. Because um, overall, company was the was the, just the pinnacle, the center of community there, um, where I used to work. And when they closed, Salude kind of replaced them because there was a need for community and uh uh, a space for people to come to at any you know time during the day so it was it was um that was kind of my last stop before the shop and what was salute what kind of a place was it a coffee shop or? yeah it was a cafe they did um breakfast and lunch um they were opened from i think it was seven to six seven to seven every day um so um and just serve food until they serve food till i think they serve food until three um, it was great food. Um, uh, Rob Teal was the chef. The kitchen crew was so sick. Um, Brad, David, and Chris like were the guys that were always there. The barista crew was sick too. Oh my gosh, it was it was so rad. But um, 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 I think the investor kind of lost interest. I think that's why it closed. I think those are the stories I hear, mm. you know, small town talk. <laughs> My thoughts were never set in stone with uh, with the future. Like, I didn't think too far ahead. But I kind of noticed what everyone else was doing and kind of followed suit. 
um, you know, according to what my interests were. And I think it was around the time, um, around 15 to 15, I started seeing, started he- seeing more of the world, hearing more about what the world was about. Cause I'd never really traveled much, um, in high school. I'd never seen, you know, um, I didn't know that there was different trees other than, you know, pine and oak and, and things like that. So I was just thought this was the only place. And around then I started traveling more and started realizing so much more out there. So I started to wonder what's out there. And that's where I kind of, uh, where it all, all my uh, ideals started to form probably there. When David graduated high school, pretty much everyone from his class moved to different places. Austin, Portland, LA, New York, Birmingham, away from Opelika. David was witnessing firsthand what Richard had noticed. Opelika was struggling to hold on to its creative population. To him, Opelika felt stagnant, comfortable with itself in its current state. So why didn't he just leave too? And I, uh, you know, have all these, had all these complaints about Opelika, how it wasn't very, it wasn't progressing in any any sort of sense. Um, uh, Everything always felt the same. There's there's always these niche little groups that were so cool, music, art, style, even conversations about things that were bigger than just football and baseball and basketball and, you know, uh, things like that. Politics. Politics, you know, uh, and... You know, I was, it, I was hearing more of seeing that, but all those people left because uh, Opelika and Auburn like was so comfortable and uh, very like simple minded in a way, like uh, checklist, kind of a checklist life and and not saying that it's bad at all. But um, there's so many, again, like, you know, to the realization there's so much out there. The, the world is a beautiful, beautiful place, magical, um, sacred to I think um, with a lot of the way that society is today, and I just felt this. I didn't even necessarily know this, couldn't even put a finger on it. I just knew that something didn't feel right. Um, and so seeing everyone leave, all these people that were were um, so wise, so cool, so um, open-minded leave, you know, because it wasn't for them because there was not any other open-minded people around. I realized, I was like, this is probably why Opelika is this way. Because everyone's not satisfied and they want something that is easy for them. That's they think like-minded. Um, and I think I said I think someone needs to stay um, and build a community. Um, and I think uh, not give up. So at, through that, just staying. And it was even before before Sidetrack started was kind of my my decision. It was kind of my decision to stay and. It didn't. It wasn't just concrete, easy. Like I'm staying, and I'm. This is this is right, dude. There's so many times that I think all the time. I was like, man, dude. I, I, like all my buddies that are in L.A. and Austin and Portland and New York. Like I, I could be anywhere else, and it would. Everyone would think like me and drink like me and eat like me and uh, you know listen to the same stuff I do, and my life would be great. But um, I, I think that's a really selfish way of thinking. So uh, Opelika is the perfect place. Perfect. Even though Sidetrack has been around since 2016, David didn't intend for it to be permanent. It was initially a pop-up shop that was only going to be open for a few months. But once he got it started, he realized there was a lot more to learn running the coffee shop. It was a different type of education. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's still a project or still I'm still in school. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just intended to be a like a pop up because Opelika didn't have it didn't have a uh, 
community center. It didn't have a, uh, which I, I consider cafes to be coffee shops to be, um, if, if people so choose. Um, and, uh, there was nothing, you know, um, there was no community center there. There was no, um, place for people to recenter, um, to start their days, to end their days and, um, come back together as uh, a people. And so, um, that's kind of why it started. And I got, dude, just had a, a great group of friends to, um, you know, help and support, um, and be a part of that journey to start. And then that's why it's still here today is because that same, that same core group of people are still here. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what's so magical, magical about it. They're all different shapes and sizes and, you know, listen to different music than me, but, um, that's what a community is. And I think, uh, I think, um, that's why I, I like it so much where I am. It's not, everyone doesn't look the same and do the same things. Sidetrack has become so special to David exactly because of its differences, he said. It hasn't looked like you wanted it to, and it's gone so far beyond what he could envision. While it might not have always been easy in the beginning, there's progress every single day. In the beginning, it was like, I would throw up my hands each day and be like, oh my gosh, like, like why is this so hard for people to understand, you know, that like, you gotta have faith in a place, you know, um, and that's just what for, came from my, my, my selfish in inventories. Um, but dude, oh my gosh, every single day, I'm just, I'm so grateful for the people that have moved and stayed and invested, um, here in, in, uh, in Opelika and in even Auburn, um, calling a place home. I've seen that so many times and kind of the changes I've seen have been so, so I've been so grateful for because they don't look the, they don't look like, um, um, the way that I wanted it to be, it's better and more pure, um, then, you know, cause my way back in the day was like, it's gotta be a cool shop, selling cool things, doing cool things, wearing cool clothes, listening to cool music, you know, uh, kind of like the early twenties dream, you know, like this is what my community looks like. And it hasn't looked like I wanted it to, which is so much better and so far beyond, um, what I could ever dream of. Um, and I think that's where the purity comes into play. Um, so yeah, truly I've seen it and it's, it's at the perfect pace. Um, and, um, I'm, I'm so grateful for what I've seen, um, kind of bloom over the past five years, six years. I wish with the, with the podcast, I could transport any listener to, you know, <laughs> behind my eyes to see what I see and have the ears to hear the conversations that I hear each day that, um, are, oh my gosh, really magical, um, so, I mean, oh my gosh, this, I feel like, I feel like I'm, uh, um, on a, like on a treadmill when I'm talking about the transformation in Opelika, like I'd be like, like, it's great. <laughs> it's magical. Like it's, 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 it's so like, from what I remember when I'm seeing it with my own eyes a long time ago, I'm like, man, like this place is done for, <laughs> you know? Um, but there is not only me. Um, but there's been, there's been people, there's been people that have said, this is, this is where I'm going to, this is where I'm going to make my home. Um, and I'm going to, uh, uh, I'm going to pour into and have hope. Um, and it's cool. It's cool to see when that, when people, enough people, and it might just even be one, um, um, 
kind of uh, kind of hammer some stakes in a place. From the Auburn Plainsman, this has been Sweet 1111. I'm Collins Keith, signing off. See you next week.